driving feeling. Christian Cargill Radio Show. When peace like a river attendeth my way. When sorrows like sea billows roll. Peace is a reality. <laughs> yes. I said, listen carefully, peace is a reality. And hopefully in a few moments you'll agree with me. So in light of that, and I do mean in light of that, today's show I have titled Car Reality. <laughs> yes, Car Reality. God showed me this simple but profound truth this week. The root, the root word for reality has to do with a relationship to a thing. In other words, it's from a Latin word, which is, I suppose, pronounced realis. I don't speak Latin, but it's R-E-A-L-I-S. And the beginning of it is R-E-S, which means a thing, and A-L-I-S, which means it's an adjective that has to do with the relationship. So at first glance, I just went, okay, God, so what? <laughs> And then as God often does, he pauses for my brain to catch up with my spirit and his eyes were wide open, right? You can just see him standing there as this began to form in my understanding where I just went, oh my goodness, the closer that you are to a thing, right? Your relationship to it, the closer you are to a thing, in this case, we'll say a car, the more reality that you experience. So most of you know, I have a 1995 Dodge Dakota, Dakota pickup truck I call Old Red. It has over 400,000 miles on it, right? And so when I'm driving Old Red, I can hear things. I can smell things. I can see things that nobody else could possibly know because I've been driving that, that truck forever, and I can sense something that's not quite right in a moment compared to any other car that I could possibly drive. Think about it. When you get into a rental car, first time you ever sit in it, and you drive off, you have no idea if that sound, that smell, or that sight that you're seeing is normal. Or for that matter, if it's me, I don't even know how to turn on the headlights. <laughs> so my relationship with that car literally makes it less safe for me to drive because my reality really is so limited. So here's where God sent me. He really sent me deeper on this lesson plan all week. He was just working on me with this reality thing. So peace, Robbie, he says to me, peace, Robbie, what is your reality or relationship to peace? So have you ever had one of those things where he just starts throwing verses all week, wherever I went, if, whatever event I attended, whatever thing I, 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 I went to, I heard something about peace. And so here's some of the verses that just came firing away at me all week. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. Your feet are to be fitted with the gospel of peace. Make every effort to keep the unity of peace. When you go into a house, whatever house you enter, first say, peace be to this house. If a man of peace is there, your peace will rest on him. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you are called to peace. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness 
And finally, of course, who could ever let go of, and the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So God took me here in reality, in a relationship to peace. He's trying to get me close so I can begin this relationship with peace so it can become a reality for me. So if you look into that word, when God said peace, he really meant shalom, (laughs) right? That's Hebrew. So God's word for peace is really shalom. And so there is so very much more than I ever understood before this week, not just a lack of conflict or turmoil. Shalom means way, 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 way more than that. And I, I actually hesitate to try to fathom the depths of it as it's way above my pay grade and amazingly holy and precious word, but I'll give it a go and I'll just jump in there and maybe shock you a little bit, but I'm just going to say that Shalom, I think it's Jesus. Yep. (laughs) I believe, and I'll explain why, Shalom is Jesus. If you look at the definition of Strong's at Shalom Concordance, right? If you look at inside of that word in the concordance, it It says completeness, health, prosperity, and peace. But if you go a bit deeper, you're going to find that it has a relationship, a reality, with a word in Genesis where God made us in his own image. Because if you look at that word in Hebrew, it's T-S-E-L-E-M. So in Hebrew, if you take a look, you're going to see that Salem in it, right? Like Jerusalem or Winston-Salem, where I happen to be right this minute. So... You see, in his image is that Salem. (laughs) And not only do they share the same sound, I found out from a dear friend of mine I was having lunch with this week, that they share the same number in the Hebrew. It's called gematria, I think, is the word that they use for it. But they each letter in Hebrew has a number. And so, you know, when Paul said, you know, don't spend a lot of time considering all these numbers and things, this is what he's talking about. But to the Hebrews, this means something. And it means something that this T-S-E-L-E-M and the word shalom have something in common. So the reality of shalom, right, which if you've experienced Jesus, you finally experienced real reality, real peace. It brings health. It brings healing. It brings real kingdom prosperity which by all means is a shadow and an image of Christ. Now, just for a minute, and I'm going to get to a story in a minute. I'm going to hope you're going to share your stories and, and try to put some application in all this. But I just want to throw Christ in there and the word for peace where all those verses I just used a minute ago. Blessed are the Christ makers, for they will be called the sons of God. Your feet are to be fitted with the gospel of Christ. Make every effort to keep the unity of Christ. When you go into a house, whatever house you enter, first say, Jesus, be to this house. If a man of Jesus is there, your Jesus will rest on him. Let Jesus Christ rule in your heart since the members of one body, you are called to Christ. Christ makers who sow in Christ reap a harvest of righteousness. And the Christ of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What better reality could you bring to any situation than to bring Christ, which is my peace, which is my shalom. So when you put all that in a really, really simple form, which I really try to keep things simple, when we pray, right, 
we're getting closer in relationship to Christ. And so simply put, when we pray, we're getting closer to reality and oh, we're also closer to peace. So putting this into practice with your car, your car's mechanic, your body shop insurance agent, when you bring shalom, you bring reality, kingdom reality, right? Jesus healed, bringing shalom, right? Did you ever think about it? he went around healing people and, and clearing the temple? Now, that's an interesting study right there in itself. When he threw out the money changers, right, he was bringing shalom, but to quote a line from the movie Camelot, there's a shalom or peace that only comes on the other side of war. So you have to tear down a transmission sometimes in order to bring shalom. Or you have to clear the money changers at work in order to bring real kingdom prosperity. And so most people wouldn't say that as you're clearing out the money changers that you're bringing shalom, but oh, wait a minute. Let me tell a story. I'll, I'll get started here. I give Christ all the credit for this, but when I was working at Bob Neal Chrysler Plymouth Jeep Eagle as the general manager, of course, you know, I had a Bible study there for a time, and I had a message at the beginning, you know, that said, with the kingdom of God, we're going to bring this, and and we really went about trying to bring the kingdom into that dealership in oh so many ways, and as you might imagine, it met with a lot of resistance and resistance. I really didn't expect to come from the owners, but that's where it came from. <laughs> and one day, you know, the way the story goes is that, that they were apparently pretty upset with my used car manager and they came in and they asked me to fire um, Tim Sharp. And Tim had worked with me for years and years and I was really struggling with that, but that's what they told me to do. And so I didn't just jump on it and go do it. I was going to do it Monday, and that's when they'd asked me to do it. And that Saturday, Tim had a heart attack. And so there I was with this situation. Was I going to fire Tim Sharp in the hospital, having just had a heart attack? And what does that have to do with bringing shalom, which we're going to get to in a minute? But I would love to hear your story of how God brought peace to you. 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four. Truth. So much more. Christian Car Guy Show coming up. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea. Car reality today on the Christian Car Guy Show. (laughs) As we're talking about, reality is like a relationship to a thing. And the closer I think you would agree with me, you get to God, the more reality becomes a reality. And, And such is the case with peace. And we've been talking about how God really had me on this lesson plan with peace and how as I further my relationship with peace, the more I realize it is a picture or an image like God made us in his own image of peace. So it's an image of Christ. And as I was telling this story that kind of illustrates how sometimes you don't even know that just your 
presence because you have that piece of, because he's in there. It's like Prego spaghetti sauce. Jesus is in there and you don't even know that it's going on. But there I was, there I was at this dealership <clears throat> and there was a lot of turmoil. It was not peace <laughs> because they wanted me to fire my used car manager and he'd had a heart attack on that Saturday. And so I had two bosses. I was the general manager and they both owned 50% and I called the one that I felt like I had a better relationship with and told him that because they told me I had to fire Tim on Monday. And I was like, well, Tim had a heart attack. He's in the hospital. And I just, I just can't do that. You know, I'll be the used car manager if I need to be till he comes back. But you know, I can't fire somebody in the hospital. It's just not my way. Well, the one owner said he would talk to the other owner and he'd come back to me. And, and, and rather than call me back, he appeared in my office about an hour later, and he said, well, Robbie, we've talked about it, and we have some conditions. I said, okay, what are your conditions for me not have to fire Tim Sharp? And he said, well, the conditions are, number one, you can't have a Bible study anymore at the dealership. And we don't want the word God in your message on the phone anymore. And we don't want you to bring up God in any sales meetings anymore. <laughs> Because I used to do that regularly, as you might imagine. <laughs> That's just who I am. So anyway, I prayed a lot about that situation, realizing that I was under their authority. I went along with all their conditions and did exactly that and managed to save Tim Sharp. And Tim Sharp and I worked together for probably another 20 years after that. But as you might imagine, that relationship didn't last a couple years after that. And actually after I had just gotten back to be able to walk again after my accident, um, they came in and they fired me. Um, even though the dealership, you know, went from selling 20 cars a month to selling 200 cars a month. And they, you know, this was quite a blow to my ego. I can assure you, but it, you know, that's another whole story. But the thing that I have never forgotten is that I had been gone about two weeks and there was a lady there by the name of Mary who I had taught Sunday school with that I had hired to be one of the sales people there. And she called me and she said, Robbie, I can't work here anymore since you left. You wouldn't be, believe how the language has changed. You wouldn't believe how the people behave. You wouldn't believe all that's gone on. It's like it's turned from one place to another. The way that they're treating customers, the way that, you know, and all these things, you know, and again, I'm sure that she, to some extent, was biased, and I can see that, but the language alone just led me to believe, wow, you know, when you're around <laughs> with, with your relationship with God, your reality, you see, as you have this relationship with God, you, you bring a certain reality to the workplace, to your family, to every situation that you walk into. And people recognize that reality and it becomes a little bit of their reality. And even though they may be prone to do different things, they do them differently because simply put, Jesus is in there. It's part of, it's part of your reality. So I know it takes courage to call into a radio show but I bet you, I'm just, I'm just praying that we can reinforce this with more stories where you've seen this kind of thing happen before. 
either in your own life or in somebody that you worked with's life, where you take them out of the picture and all of a sudden, peace leaves. Shalom is gone. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, turmoil. It's like that with the car, too, by the way, or, or animals or all those things. And we would love to hear that story, please. You have no idea how much I'm longing to hear that. I'm all by myself today, and I need your help. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share your story. 866-348-7884. So the line was that there is a kind of peace, there's kind of a shalom that only comes on the other side of war, like when Jesus cleared the money changers out of the temple. Well, the next thing that happens is he is healing people. You see, he brought peace to the temple because when it's in alignment with God, when it's shalom, you see, because there's an image of Jesus. When you bring that in there, you know, clearly that's going to be close to God. And our Jesus Labor Love, which is a car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis, is designed for that very thing, right? These people, they're struggling. They, they've, they've lost their shalom. They, you know, they're trying to get their car fixed. They don't know how to do it. And how cool is it that based on your donations, your prayers, and all these things, they bring shalom to you know, the, the community out there just through the Jesus labor love. And by the way, it starts out with his name, which is really cool. So we got some calls coming in. I want to get Roxanne as in North Carolina. Roxanne, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning, Robbie. How are you? I am so thrilled that you called. <laughs> that was a great story you just shared. Wow. But um, I'll tell you something about me. There, um, And I know God gave me Shalom when I was in a turmoil there. I have a son, my only son, and um, maybe two, three years ago, he's... Uh, girlfriend that they were engaged to after seven years. I'm here, but unfortunately, yeah, that that, that music means we got to go to a break. So we're going to hear about your son when we come back. Yes, is that sir. okay? Can you hang on for me? Yes, sir. Oh, God bless. Thank you, Roxanne. We'll be right back with you and so much more. Shalom and car reality on the Christian Car Guy Show. Stay tuned. car reality today on the Christian Car Guy, and a reality with peace. Is peace a reality to you? We are hearing from Roxanne and her story about her son. When we left our hero, Roxanne, pick us up where you left off. Uh, thank you, Robbie. And um, my son became very angry after that. Um, and worst thing was that she left him for another guy. And so... We were dealing and praying and, and, you know, trying to get him to let go of that anger. But he became angry. 
So he went to a reunion or somehow, and um, someone was abusing this lady in this party. So he came at her defense, and that defense came to uh, a fight with a boyfriend, and the boyfriend gave my son a real beating, meaning on the ground, punches on the face, I mean, bad beating. My son, being angry as he was, he goes to the car, gets the gun, and says, you better leave. Uh, my son shot twice. One went through his front, you know, the hood. No, you know where the motor is? Yeah. And then the other one uh, behind the car. But the one that went behind the car, it went through um, through the trunk and through the back seat. And it could have killed that guy. So... Um, you know, they thought it was done and over. Six months later, uh, his house gets surrounded surrounded by the police. They had it warrant uh, for his arrest. And he calls me. He lives in Texas, my son. And um, he says, Mama, he says, this is what happened, da-di-da. And the guy had pressed charges against my son. So it was a process of maybe two years. Got an attorney. And I can't tell you, Robbie, how God was literally chasing after my son. Everything that happened, boom, there was the response. Something else happened, there was the response. And I told my son, I said, Papa, you need to let go of that anger. Give it to the Lord. But he was just angry. So the guy wanted the max for this, which was Mm -hmm. 20 years. And um, so he fought the case, fought the case. Uh, The Lord provided a tremendous attorney which he didn't pay very much money, and I was like, Lord. And um, so this past March, uh, April, April, May, yeah. Um, so he got the case, you know, was over, and they gave him four years in prison. And um, for me to see my son, right, four oh, years yeah. in prison, it was really, I mean, really oh, yeah. bad. And so, um, but I kept praying, and I told the Lord, I said, you know, Lord, um, your will is the best. And you know how angry he is and how capable he is to do whatever, you know, outside your will. And so I I kept praying, your will is the best, my Lord. But when he went to, you know, when he he went to court and they kept him, um, the next morning I just couldn't stop crying. And I went to work, and I cried and cried and cried. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I need to stop crying because I need to go to work. And um, you know, call my, 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 my daughter, the youngest, and servant of the Lord, I tell you. She prays for me, and I'm good to go, and I go to work. And then a friend of mine that I had not spoken to in maybe three, four years, she sent me a text and goes, hey, my friend, this is uh, Elvira. Give me a call. I said, Elvira? I said, sure. I give her a call, and she starts telling me the story, Robbie, the story of her only oldest son. She tells me what she's gone through in those three years, right? Illness, hospital. Yeah. And top it off, she says, my son was killed in a car accident back then. She says, and somebody hit him on the passenger side. And he got killed right there and then. 
And she starts telling me how painful it is to lose a son and knowing that she will never be able to see him again. And when I hung up the phone, I had absolutely nothing else to say but thank you, Lord, because that brought me so much peace. And not to be, you know, her experience to me was the Lord, it was like the Lord was telling me, her son died. Yours is alive. Wow. And that right there, Robbie, brought the most inner peace. And I said, thank you, Lord. And then uh, right after that, my son calls me and he says to me, Mama, says, you know, it's weird what I'm going to say, but I got to tell you, I'm glad I'm here. Because the way my life was going, Mama, it, it was not good. Says, and I'm getting the opportunity here to give my life to the Lord <laughs> and make a new way. So <laughs> I said, hoorah! There's yes, peace. Lord. Oh, wow. So uh, when you talk about peace, that was like, you know, the cherry, no? That cherry transcends that. all understanding. And, yes, and what's your son's name that we can continue to pray for him? Daniel. His name is Daniel. Oh, Daniel. Lord, we pray that you would continue to grow his reality of peace, that he would come in such close reality to you and so closer Amen. to you in the time that he has there to study you and learn about you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Roxanne. God bless. No what problem, a story. Bro. That one, oh, That is so awesome. God bless you. God bless you. We have Wendy is in Utah, but of course we need your story. It's 866-348-7884. Wendy, you've held on a long time. Oh, hi. Um, actually, I just wanted to add a little story before the other one, but they're both pretty short. Please. Um, my my son, you know, um, there was a broken marriage because basically the main reason my ex-husband married me was to stay out of Vietnam, but I'm so grateful he did because... Had I stayed in Europe, Europe is a total mess right now. And I am—I have to be so grateful for the life that I've had in the United States. And he wasn't a bad man. He just wasn't in love with me. And he, he didn't particularly like to work either. But anyway, the divorce, it causes a certain amount of upset, you know, oh, in the yeah. kids. And my youngest son, um, he was very angry with me. And he goes off in the military and he's in Iraq. But And I don't hear from him, but every month I send him a letter, a cheap book, second-hand book from the library. It cost me like 50 cents and like a candy bar. And I did that faithfully every month while he was gone, you know, a couple of years. And I kept praying that he would uh, stop being angry. And um, I still hadn't heard from him when he came back. And he was going to the University of Utah, so I managed to track down where he was living and I was just amazed. He said, well, Mom, I recognize that maybe it wasn't entirely your fault. <laughs> and I thought, that, that was such a great blessing to hear him say that, you know, that, that the relationship we had wasn't entirely my fault. <laughs> so, but um, my, my, neck, my neighbor across the street that I've known for 25 years um, I was gone for a while, and she, I have a big garden. It's half an acre, and it's mostly in the backyard. And um, she was helping me out by doing some watering. And she commented afterwards, she said, when I go into your garden, I have this great feeling of peace. 
you know, mm. and she was kind of didn't know why, but she she just had to comment on that fact that she felt very peaceful when she was in my, my backyard. And maybe this might sound a little weird, This the main story that I have. Um, the last ex-husband I had, I got an annulment after three years of marriage, and um, he it, it's really weird that the day that he left my house, I felt peace almost palpable to send. It's like when you go to Half Moon Bay in California and the rain hangs in the air, you just feel it. It's, right. it's the same in Tennessee to a certain extent, too. But I that was the most peace I'd ever felt. It, it's like it just gently fell down on me, you know, when he left the house. And he was a member of the majority of religion here, you know, but um, it's quite a struggle. I have two daughters who are in it strongly, and, and I have a real struggle with them. But I'm encouraged when they say, even though they accuse, oh, you're spreading contention, Mom, and you should have respect. I said, no, I don't have any respect, and we are supposed to contend. And as a parent, I have a certain obligation to trying to teach my kids. And I do believe that one day they'll come around, but I believe there might be some hardship before, because... I was given this message once, uh, a prayer that came, I I truly believe from the Lord, and I've seen, this was like 25 years ago. Oh, just hang on a second, Wendy, I apologize, we got to go to a break, and I really want to speak to that, because I don't think that experience that you're describing was at all weird, I think it's very enlightening. And okay. so I'm going to talk about that, and if you'll hang on for me a little bit more, because I know you've been hanging on along, and we've oh, got Che nice. is in Durham, want to get in, so stay tuned, we got a lot more coming up. Today on the Christian Car Guy Show, and what does that have to do with peace and your relationship with peace? We've heard some amazing, really, really amazing stories, and we've got Che and Durham coming up in a minute. But finish first. We've got to finish with Wendy, who is in Utah. Wendy, oh, the main message I got from that blessing so many about twenty-five years ago was, you understand what hardship is for. You know, and I think my kids, are go, the stubborn ones, are going to have to go through that. But it's a blessing, and it does bring peace because it humbles you, and then you get into a better place. But you were going to comment on what yeah, I said. Well, uh, yeah, but you, that's, that's a great point in and of itself, and also uh, Roxanne's story of her son. Yeah. You know, sometimes it just, you know, God's on his way to find us, and sometimes he puts us in tough places in order to see if we, right, if we can kind of, see it. You know, yeah. stubborn. <laughs> But you had mentioned that when your husband left, you're, yes. and, you know, the one that, and that when he walked out, you felt this phenomenal peace. Right. And, and, and there's a couple things I would comment there, because I believe that wholeheartedly for two reasons. Number one, our battle isn't against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces in high places. And so when people walk into the room, they bring their warfare with them. And, and, and undoubtedly, your ex-husband was battling with all sorts of spirits of religion and things like that based on what I'm hearing about him. And so he brings those into the room when he comes. But also, I think in your case, Wendy, 
the piece that you have a relationship with once essentially the money changers had been cleared out of the out of there <laughs> right. you know the healing could come and he wanted to you to know that he wasn't rejecting you that he loved you and you oh, could feel yeah. that absolutely beautiful well thank you so much for calling in i love your stories oh, god you're bless welcome. you thanks, thanks. bye bye all right, I have Shay, who is in Durham, North Carolina. Hope still with us. Shay, are, are you still there? I am here, yes. Rob, first let me tell you that I listen to your show, and whenever I can, it's, uh, I find it very enjoyable. It's not so much in an entertaining way, but it's uh, very relevant, very practical, such as today's topic is one of them. And Thank I thought I'd call to share a little of my story. Please. So, um, Yes. I am an oncology nurse, and I work at a, a very busy uh, chemotherapy infusion. And, of, of course, I am surrounded by people who, whose hearts are heavy with their battling with their cancer and eventually dealing with the imminent death. And I, as a Christian, I always had an evangelistic mindset. I always look for opportunity to share my faith and either directly or indirectly. Uh, it's not always point to the cross at the time, but uh, my hope is that that I will give the spirit of that uh, truth. Mm. Uh, as, so this, and around, about about three, four years ago, um, when I was reading one of the on-college nursing magazine. I spotted this poem. It's a poem pertains to cancer. And this poem is very profound. Those words, the description of words are very profound. And when I saw this poem, I just knew in my heart it was more than just a poem that I will close the uh, magazine. And, and, but uh, what I, and since he gave a permission to copy, so I replicate the uh, poem. And then I transfer into quality paper, and then I drew, I do have a little talent of artistic talents. I drew a little picture of pertains to. And so then I frame, and so it come out to be about a four by six frame. And my intention was to, to give it to patients, whoever wants to have it. And so I got a permission from my manager that I could, uh, display in, in the lobby where patients are waiting. Oh, and wow. yeah, so anyway, where initially, initially I got permission, so I was just so glad. So I spent, I spent my time, my money, I framed and so on. So, so and then I got a call by manager stating that they had been complained by other two nurses that they are against because this poem has a so deep spiritual words in it. It's, it's going to offend many uh, uh, patients. Some patients, not all patients come there. They are Christian, of course, and they are Muslim, Buddhists, and the name it. And so they were concerned about the sensitivity. So I basically, I was told, manager, this is one manager told me, I want you to delete this word, that word, another word, those words that uh, had a deep, deeper meaning of it. Um, right. So, of course, I said, no, I can't do that, because I didn't, first, I'm not the one who wrote this poem. This poem was written by a, one of the oncology doctors many years ago, and this is a legacy he left for his patients and his family. And if I were to delete words, 
I will be deferring, uh, and I will be shaming his family, and I cannot do that. And so, so, so I decided just well, forget about that idea. And then from then on, what I did is that I will just carry my work back, and then I will give the patient those individual when I do have a little time when when my heart drawn to a certain person. Right. And so from then, so that was about three, four years ago. And since then, I had given away almost about three or maybe even 400 copies. <laughs> uh, wow. The, the, uh, the, 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 I knew, I just knew this was not just poem. It, it was a tool that God has given me to get to use as tool at a such place that I am limited to what I could say, but this will give the this probe hearts of many. What this poem has done, now if, before I hang out, if there's time, that I'll be glad to read to you, and however. So, in, yeah. Well, what a, unfortunately, has, Shay, we're, we're about to run out of time, and I don't want that to happen before A. I'm going to have sure. my producer get your phone number or at least your email, because I, I got to have that poem now. And I want to put okay. it at my website <laughs> for everybody to be able to see. So right after the show, I, I will call you and, and find a way to get that so that I can post it for all the listeners who I'm sure are going to want to see that. But what, yeah, just, what an agent of peace you have been. I'm just... Well, it, this too, yeah, this poem has a story with the, the wrinkles and many, many hearts. Even the people who are not believers, they will say... You know, share I had not thought about because I, I, I am mostly approach to people who are facing a hospital transition. Those are the people I usually approach it to and try to create a private moment to share, you know, point blank. You know what's happening to you. you that, know is what's so, that is so powerful. Well, I'm going to put you on hold, Shay, so that our producer sure. will get your your phone number so I can call you. It'll be in over an hour because I have another show to do after this one, but then I will call you and we'll get that poem, please. Okay? Sure. God bless. Sure. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that you called in. All right. Well, <laughs> that's more than amazing. Uh, you know, that that the point being, you can see the reality that as you as a believer get closer to God that you bring with you to every party whether you're coming to a friend, whether you're going to that guy to buy a car, whether you're bringing your own car, that you're bringing your warfare or your lack of warfare or your peace as you bring Jesus. Because, I mean, in so many different ways, right, reality is based on relationship. And so I hope, as listening to these stories today, that you can see that our relationship not only is for us, <laughs> but you can see why it brings the unity that is talked about through peace and all these different examples that of all the different scriptures that I quoted there at the beginning. As always, I would urge you to go to christiancarguy.com. I'm going to have that poem up there, but you can also see all those verses that I talked about today. I wanted to end the show today with kind of the place that we all want to go. So listen in to the end of the song. I bet you've been wanting to happen. It is well. 